Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Choosing which property to buy when you're investing in a self-managed super fund can be tricky. A lot of times you look at a property and you think it's going to work really well in your self-managed super fund, but when you go to get the loan, you realize it's actually really difficult because the leases are wrong or the type of property or maybe it has two titles or maybe it's over two lots. Uh, maybe you know, you've got the garage in the wrong place. The bank have very tricky and stringent criteria for buying in self-managed super fund. It is because of the rationale behind why people invest in, in property through self-managed super fund. It's all about accumulation. So the bank don't actually want you to change anything to do with the property. They don't want you to uh, to alter the use of the property. So they love strata properties, but a lot of people also want to buy properties they can in the future develop or later on sell for a good capital gains because there is tax minimization and there's tax benefits in investing through your super. However, when you start out in your super, it can often take you, you know, two months or three months to get the right deal and finance it and get it settled in super. So for most of our clients, when we start out in in helping them finding a property in their self-managed super fund, it's a big ordeal. And for them, it's just a lot of back and forth until we find the right property. But in this podcast, which is taken directly from my YouTube channel, I want to share with you what kind of properties that works really well for super and that's going to make the bank want to deal with you and what kind of properties is not great for super and that you shouldn't be putting into super and if you want the visual of it you want the actual example please go to my youtube channel and watch this uh, same episode on what property to buy in your self-managed super fund but join me for this podcast and let me walk you through what kind of property is right for super and what is not and how you can do and fast track your investment here with Helen Tarrant and today I'm going to show you what property buy in super and property not to buy in super and why do we want to buy property in super number one the reason we want to buy property in super is because we want to control our investments we don't want to buy we definitely in super you can buy lots and lots of things but one of the things we don't want to do is to put it into re leave it in retail and let someone else control the growth of our property right uh, and the growth of the portfolio and the reason we transfer it into our own personal self-managed super fund is because we want to be able to invest directly into either managed funds into investments into uh, shares, into anything we want, as well as buying your first property in there. So the whole point is you're actually going to leverage off that first property. You let the property grow in capital growth as well as the cash flow to pay the property down, right? There is, if you haven't seen the video, the process of how it goes, watch look, watch my video of uh, buying commercial property in super. And that's going to, and I'm going to post a link below to that video. And that's going to show you the steps and the reason why you do it. Now, but one of the mistakes that I see people make out there, this is why we have a video, is what do you buy in super and what do you buy outside of super, right? There's some off-market deals, which I can't show you, but what I am going to show is a comparison of what I would be putting our clients into super and what kind of clients I, deals I won't be putting into super. Now, the idea behind super is that it's accumulation, 
and wealth creation for retirement. And that's how the legislation is done and that's how the bank has structured their loan. So you've got to think about why that is. Now, that means that they're not looking for a property that you can put into super that later on you can do development on, a property that you can do extensions on. These are the things the bank do not like, which you probably love, but the bank do not like. So if they see that, they're going to knock that out of the park or make it a really difficult process and therefore not get you approved. And that's how it works. So moving forward, what you need is super is really simple, really straight up. Once the property is paid off, you can do anything you like with it. You can develop it. You can knock it down. You can change the nature of it, put a different type of tenant in there. But while it is in super and under a loan, there's nothing you can do with the property. So if you intend to hold this property for 10 years and not um, and, and you want to develop it sometimes, if it's going to be within that 10 years and it's got a loan on it, don't even think about it. If it's going to be longer than that, you wait for it to be paid off and that's the ultimate game that you're going to sell it to a developer, then yeah, great. Hold it in super. You're going to get, you're going to pay less tax ultimately and you're going to pay less capital gains tax, right? I'm not a tax accountant, but I'm just giving you a few tips of what I'm seeing out there. But you obviously have to seek your own personal accounting advice and financial advice. What I'm giving you is everyday practical general advice of what I'm doing and what, how I'm helping clients to, to grow their wealth in it through buying commercial property in super now one of the reasons you buy commercial property in super is because it's positive cash flow so it'll help you pay down principal and interest repayments in super now all loans in super are going to be principal and interest and the reason for that is it's accumulation so the bank wants you to pay down and there's not going to be refinancing for equity so if you're looking at doing a flip then super is not the right entity to hold it. Super is long-term hold. So you need something more stable in super. So I'm going to show you some examples. And then, and then also remember that when you go to refinance or if you're going to hold the property for five or seven years and you want to go and refinance it, you won't be able to refinance it. They'll only refinance dollar for dollar, which means you won't be able to get the equity. You have to actually sell the property to get the equity. So the ultimate game with, with super is two things. You accumulate now. You basically buy the property with debt on it. You let the property with a strong cash flow and potentially with your contribution to super each year pay down the debt, right? Over a seven to 10-year period, the debt is paid off, or almost paid off. You've had the growth in the capital growth of the property and the cash flow, at which point you actually do sell the property, which is your exit strategy. You do sell the property to realize that gain, pay minimal tax, and then utilize the cash to either do other deals like development in your retirement um, or uh, put it into more cash flow rich assets where you're chasing more of a cash flow rather than a balanced uh, a balanced first property. You might be chasing property more cash flow driven or you might at that time, which might be more beneficial to you, for example, you bought to, as a starter property an office space or a retail space or even a small warehouse space, maybe about 500000 sometime, you know, five years down the track, maybe better to upgrade from a starter property to a more substantial property. And that's why sometimes if you have a, if you know that the property's going to be sitting in super for about 15 or 20 years, that's what you want to do. So this is the one thing that you've got to think about. So maybe when you're about retirement, you might want to cash out from the, the properties that you have, transition it to a bigger property deal, uh, which will actually give you the, the bulk of your income. And maybe if you start with one tenant, you might go to a multi-tenant property deal, uh, property, and that's going to give you lots and lots of cash flow moving forward as well. So 
deposit and you're insulated again. If one tenant is not is underpaying or not performing, you're insulated against that as well. So it's all about having something a little bit more risk when you're younger and buy the right properties, then transition to something that is a bigger property and then finally a more secure property in your retirement as well. So it's a transition stage and you've got to understand that there might be changes to your portfolio and that needs to be managed. But the main thing is I want to share with you some of the properties I would be thinking that would work as a starter property, some of the properties that won't work in super and some properties that is going to how I would think would, you know, would work in, in super. So here's some properties that these are just properties I've plucked out out of the recent market, right? And they're different from somewhere from five, 600,000 all the way to 2 million. Now, I don't know where you are in your super. Typically, the LVR or the borrowing of super is anywhere from 65% to 80%, depending on your situation and the contribution. You really do need to seek a broker about that. But again, something I can happily talk to you through it as well. So here is a property in Sumner. So this is a warehouse property. And for most of you, you can see this warehouse property here. I've got the agent, um, a lovely photo of the agent, of course. But you can see that this property is a fully leased site. It's $106,000 and it's a warehouse property. I'll just Let's just have a look at that property there. So nice and neat. It's got a mezzanine floor. It's obviously some kind of fabrication uh, and it's got good clearance, it's got a good hard stand, good concrete and good parking area. So a very, very neat and tidy type of property indeed. So what we're seeing here is you've got undercover car park, it's got two and a half thousand square metres, it's um, five minutes to Centenary and Ipswich motorway, so good ways to get out to the, the artillery roads and you've got the building and you've got the outgoings about 19,000 or so. So this, we don't know what the lease is, but if we had, if we knew the lease was maybe three three or five years, then this will be ideal in super if you can go something that large. Now, we've got another one here in Rockley, uh, which is probably, again, a little where uh, a larger warehouse property. So remember, this is larger warehouse properties where you might want in the future to sell off this property and get something else uh, apart from just one single tenant properties. But again, it's a large format warehouse properties. It's probably yielding somewhere between anywhere from the properties I'm showing is yielding somewhere between six to seven, seven and a half percent, depending where it is and a type of lease we're seeing on this property. Um, but we can look at the information here again. 50, almost 1,500 square metres in floor area, um, 2,300 in size of the land as well. So this is a 7% yielding property and it's got a mezzanine floor. We've got to check if it's compliant. Um, and then it's leased, but it's only on a two-by-one-year lease. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Outside of super, uh, if you can service it, they can give you a longer loan. If it's a, if we don't know how long in the middle of the two years it is, right? So if it's just started the two years, by the time you settle on it, it's probably got about 19, 20 months to go on it. You probably can get a lease stock loan. In super, that's a little bit light. Um, the bank will look at more heavily how much distribution you're doing into the super and how much you're able to service under the super to be able to do this deal. This is getting borderline, right, onto super. But they don't really like deals that are a little bit too less. So they're going to want your principal interest and they're going to make sure that <clears throat> you can definitely do this deal if the tenant was to leave. So this is where so it's getting a little bit tricky. The first one I showed you, if it was a three or five-year lease, clean, neat and tidy, can't do much with that property. It's already concreted. It's got one tenant in there. 
that's the type of property they like. This one's a little bit borderline because the lease is a little bit shorter. Uh, the, the banks don't really like a lot of short leases, so that also doesn't help as well. But most people, when they do a starter property, uh, one of the properties that we like we see often as a starter property is this type of property here. So I'm just going to share with you this property here. So this property is in Yarraville, Victoria. So it's really close to CBD. It's a group of tilt slab warehouses. Look, I'm just showing you warehouse. I could show you easily a office space, but this is a warehouse type property. And this is the type of property that is very simple. And this is the type of property that's easily as a starter property in for the for your commercial property in your super. As you can see, there's a courtyard, there's a meeting room, lock-up garage, office spaces, office spaces down below. And basically it is a warehouse being utilized as an office space, right? So that's exactly what that type of property is. And look, you're going to see a lot of that happening where it's office spaces, but it's technically then also in a um, in an industrial uh, in an industrial area, and that's often for gym type of tenants. And if we go back and we can see, bring this back a little bit, we can see that the property itself is sold to an ex with an existing tenant, and it's got 148 square meters or 150 square meters of building upstairs and a bit of yard. It's leased for 35,000 a year plus GSC and all the outgoings, and it's a 4% annual it's a 4% annual increase. So that's the type of properties that most people are looking at as a starter property. That property is probably going to yield somewhere around a, um, around a, probably around a five and a half percent yield to a, uh, a five and a half percent yield to probably a six percent yield at most, but most probably towards your five and a half because we are in Melbourne and we're in a place that is close to Melbourne CBD. So this is the, the type of property. If it's a longer lease, like three or five years, the bank will take that easily as a starter property for anybody starting out in that range. But I want to show you this type of property that the bank just loves for self-managed super fund. So this property here is I've just got a one pager. So this is in this is in uh, Queensland. It's between Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, Stratton. And it is, as you can see here, it's just a office space here, 138 square metres, five-year brand new lease. Tenants paying $54,000 per annum net, fully furbished, five-by-five-year option. Um, they are a – that the tenant itself, we can't really see this, but I know the tenant themselves, they're agricultural food distributor. So this is one of their head offices, and they're actually more of a national tenant because they've got a big distribution centre in Melbourne, I think also in New South Wales as well. So this is regional, and this is one of their head offices. This is the type of property that bank loves and self-managed super fund. Now, the yield here, they want 930000 which is below about 5.8% which for me is too low for something in super. Super, I like to see 6.5% yield because that, that's really good for your principal and interest repayments and there's not a lot out of the pocket, which means that that deal can do principal interest repayments and it can be totally set and forget for you because you're basically leaving there for it to be paid off, right? And that's the most important thing about getting super. So for me, that's a little bit light, but if I got the yield up, that would be an ideal first property for a client to start out with. Um, and you'll find that if you're looking at sub one mil, this is easy, easily approved by the bank, easily valued. And the bank knows you can't do anything with this property because it's a strata property and it's an office property. The most you can do is split it into two and get two tenants and they're not changing the nature of the property, which is what they love about um, first starter commercial properties and also what they love about um, the fact that if you buy a um, 
a commercial property with uh, if you buy a commercial property with the with a starter property and with strata, there's not that much you you can do with it, and that's what they like. Uh, the fact that you can't do much with it is exactly what they like about it, right? So, but finally, I want to share with you a property that I will not be putting into super because it's too complicated. And a lot of people want to put this stuff into super unless you're buying with a cash and you can't put this into super. Now, this is a property which is on the northern beaches in Sydney. You can see it's got upstairs section. It's obviously got ground floor, but this is we're talking about the upstairs section, talking about the office section, right? Uh, it is going to become vacant and or they're going to be on a month-month lease for the moment until you refurbish, you, until you were ready to come in and refurbish it. It's really more and more targeted to owner-occupy. So if you're going to be owner-occupy, you can put it into super, but as an investment, you won't be. If you're doing owner-occupy, that obviously has to be a lease from your company to leasing out the premise that you're owning in self-management and you have to be paying rent and the right amount of rent for the bank to lend against it. But this is purely for investment, is not really going to work. But it is it's got a coming up to be a, a rezone to a medical zoning, and you can see that it's got all the office spaces, it's got the attributes to become a medically zoned property. And for a lot of people, they're going to think that that this is going to be a great property, and this is an off-market deal. I've just got said that. They don't have all the information, but that's not a deal that I'll be sourcing for a client to go into super. Now, it has to be outside of super because it's got a short-term lease. Uh, there's going to be some stuff you can do in the background as the purchaser. Then obviously the tenant's going to leave. You're going to bring in a medical tenant, give them some incentives, uh, tweak the, the layout of it, and then, of course, you get the uplift from having a medical tenant to a normal tenant. So that's really um, more of an uplift strategy. A lot of people want to put it into super, but it doesn't service on a super. Unless you're buying it owner-occupied, you won't service the super. You won't, there's no lease on it. And no matter, unless you've got a whole chunk of money buying it in cash with a very low LVR, and I'm thinking 50% or below, the bank's not going to do it. So for you, if you want to do a deal like that where it's got um, short leases, you know, less than one year or less than two years and it's got a multiple of tenants or it's got one tenant that you need to swap out and put new tenants in there and then create the uplift and you want to then refinance it or you want to sell it, that's not a super deal. That's an outside super deal probably held in either a discretionary trust um, or held into a company depending on how soon you want to flip it. And really that is the, the nuts and bolts of what to put into super and what not to. Remember super? Solid leases, simple set and forget. Banks love strata properties in super because they know there's not much you can do with it. If it's freehold, they've got questions they want to ask. What are you going to do with it in the future? Can you split it into two? Can you change the nature of the property? They're going to look at all the zoning to make sure you can't do that before they lend to you. So, you know, part and parcel, this is what we work with. This is how we create strategies for you. So part of your strategy, maybe you buy a starter property, like one of the smaller warehouses or an office space that we've shown you, somewhere along the way, five years down the track, you've got some more accumulation to your super, you've paid down some of the debt, you've got some capital growth, sell that one, combine, do a bigger deal. So you're always gearing towards creating $100,000 in passive income in your super within 10 years without you really doing anything with it. And that's really the strategy we focus on for our clients. If this is something you want to look at, if there's something you want to do and something that you want us to help you achieve it, then reach out to us, helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au or simply send me a message on helentarrant.com. But don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell. Make sure you do subscribe. Make sure you tell us what other interesting things you want me to cover in commercial Make sure that you really 
give me the key questions you want answered. And what I'm here to do is to help you build a portfolio through a commercial program. We're going to do it together, open, transparent, and that's how we work with you. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.